Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and I am joined by Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura. And today, we're going to talk about what our dogs eat that they shouldn't eat. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when they eat what they shouldn't eat. (laughs) Oh, man, you've got a story to tell. Yeah, so yesterday was an exciting evening in the in the Lura household. <laughs> so Dylan is playing flag football. Yep. And this is my favorite season, not for the pumpkin spice, but because it's football time. Yep. Uh, spring was neat, but it felt really weird having football in the spring. So having yeah. it in the fall again, it just, it feels right. Yep. It feels like we're, Things are things are the way they should be in the universe. And he's just a stud out there from what I understand. Seven years old, uh, flag football. I'll, I'll tell you what, um, you try not to be the dad that relives their glory <laughs> days or lives their current glory days through their, their kids yep. and their sports. Um, and my brother, who's a... Um, He's a football coach, gave me the best advice. He said, you know, up until fourth, fifth grade, it doesn't matter what they play. Have them play everything and try it out because the skills between sports pass back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what what should I be saying to him? Should I be, you know, do it this way, do it that way? He says, all you should say all the time is, I love to watch you play mm-hmm. with any of your kids. That's That's what you would say to encourage them without, like, you know, over – burdening them with, well, do it this way and that way because they're just, they're little kids. They don't yeah. know. And so flag football, seven-year-olds, it's basically just a just a scrum from rugby. <laughs> they line up on two ways and they just go. But yesterday was Dylan's turn to play quarterback. And I'll tell you what, he had one touchdown pass and on defense, he got, he got one tackle. He got, he got the flags from wow. somebody and it was, it was pretty sweet. Unfortunately, I missed the whole thing. Because just prior to going to the game, yeah, prior to going to the game, um, our five-month-old golden retriever, Nellie, mm-hmm. decided to help with the dishes. Oh. And last <laughs> night, I, I did the cooking. I made, it, it was it was football night, so I made burgers and corn on the cob. We have this great corn on the cob from folks here at Atonement. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yes. I mean, it was melt-in-your-mouth delicious. Doesn't even need any fixings on it. Um but as we're getting all the dishes cleaned up, and because, again, it was my night to do the dishes, you know, it was uh, paper dishes. So, <laughs> fine china. <laughs> like, fine china. You know, it, it's football night. So mm-hmm. everything is getting cleaned up. Uh, the kids, kind of the rule in our house is if you cook, you don't have to clean up the dishes. Right. So, mm-hmm. so my kids are cleaning up the dishes. No one is looking as I'm getting all of Dylan's stuff ready to go five minutes before we're going to leave in the car to go to the football game. And all of a sudden I hear this, Nelly, no. (laughs) And I hear just (laughs) all around the kitchen. I'm in my son's room. (laughs) I come out and Addie, my oldest looks at me and says, well, Nelly ate a whole corn in the cob. (laughs) I said, what? said, yep. Swallowed it whole. (laughs) Swallowed it whole. She's a pup. She's a golden retriever. She's a yeah. big size dog, but she's a puppy. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, she came and grabbed it off the table. She like, like table surfed <laughs> when no one was looking, <laughs> grabbed it and headed it in her mouth. And I'm like, come here, Nellie. And she was going to come get it. And I opened up her, her ma to get it. And there's nothing there. So, so, Gone. so Addie's looking around the table and looking, she's like, what? Where she did it go? She must've swallowed it whole. And at first we all start chuckling a little bit. And then I do the one thing you should 
Well, in this case, it was a good thing to do, but you should never do if you feel like an ailment coming on is mm-hmm. do like an internet search as to yeah a pet <laughs> pet MD Ken dog. And the funny thing is, when you start typing it out, Ken dogs, all these different things pop up. Uh huh. Um, and I had Ken dogs eat, and then it has a whole list of mm-hmm. different things that apparently other dogs have eaten that they want to. Did it make you feel a little oh, bit better about? Yeah. Your dog eating a whole corn on the cob? It did, because as soon as I typed, can dogs eat C, the first thing that popped up was corn on the cob. Oh, perfect. And so I hit on that, and I'm like, hey, all right. And it's like, yeah, this happens. Dogs like to to, to table surf. It's pretty normal at, like, picnics. Oh, by the way, no. <laughs> wow. Get her to the emergency room stat. So we called we called the our, our vet, and, and their office was closed, so we called the, the puppy hospital, ran them on over there, and they... They gave her some, some juice, because it's it, apparently it's very fibrous, and uh, a dog's stomach can't break it down. Probably a human stomach can't break it down either, because it's so fibrous. So the way it goes in is the way it goes out. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna go out one of two ways. So we decided for the less deadly way, and have her <laughs> spew it forth. Yep. Like the great fish to Jonah. Right. And then they gave her some little anti-nausea meds, and it took the entire game. I missed the entire ball game. Okay. I only saw it on ESPN re- uh, replay, which is my wife's phone of yep. the video yep. she recorded. And um, so I got to see Dylan play via the the Sports Center clips. Um, b- but Nellie was fine. Yeah, back to her rapscallion self. Mm-hmm. Uh, very normal puppy. They were laughing about it at the hospital. I didn't find it very funny. No, no. But uh, they're like, yeah, she's great. Great puppy. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate her a lot. Yep. Uh, Dogs. They, I'll tell it, you what. It, you would, I mean, I know you well enough to know that you feed the dog, but you would probably think that yeah. you never have. No, it's like, yeah. it's as if it's like, you never feed me. Yep. Ever. Pickles is the same way. He does that stuff all the time. Have I told you how much I love your dog's name? I, I think I do it every time you say your dog's name. And I think of that little, I, I know this isn't what your dog looks like, but I think of the secret life of pets too. When it's like, I have to make a poop. Where do you go, Pickles? Go find a shoe. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm just so proud of Pickles. Come on, Pickles. Let's go potty. Uh, he ate a whole plate of hot dogs one time. We, uh, uh, one of the members of, of atonement here, I won't say the name, Offered to, <laughs> offered to, to uh, the pick, first and to, last time that to, they offered. Yep, uh, offered to pickles sit, and uh, uh, they have they have a, a good sized family. So dad went out and made a whole pile of hot dogs, grilled them, and he set them on the yeah. table. Went downstairs to get everybody, rounded them up. And when he came up, oh, looks we must have already had supper. had supper. How, how long does it take you to get downstairs? I can get downstairs and upstairs in about 15, 20 seconds. Uh-huh. I just picture this dog just. <laughs> Hoovering it all, just oh, it's insane. <laughs> Have you ever seen the coneheads eat? Yes, <laughs> it's like that. Yes, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that like uh, um, if you throw him, like if you have a chunk of meat mm-hmm. and you toss it to him, mm-hmm. he opens his mouth. And I'm fairly certain that whatever you threw him is already down the hatch oh. before he closes his jaw. Do you talk to your dogs though? Because like that's how my parents' dog is, and my mom just says always the most. L- side comments where she's like i'm so happy you chewed that piper did you even taste it way to go <laughs> like derogatory did you, to the did dog you even taste yeah. that it's like hmm good thing i got my fingers back still like <laughs> where does this come from so so i found out that uh you you always hear dogs aren't supposed to have chocolate 
right? right? Have we talked about this before? Yes. On 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 no. the pot. Oh, okay. No. They're they're not supposed to have chocolate, right? So you hear that, yeah. And immediately you're like, oh, my right, my dog right. just had a little Reese's cup or whatever. Well, one time, one time he did have some sort of piece of a of a chocolate bar. Maybe he ate the whole candy bar. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Tab called in, <laughs> and they said, "Wow, yeah, that's uh, he shouldn't have that." So. If you have hydrogen peroxide, if he'll drink that, it'll it'll <laughs> help him. Yeah, he's going to drink that. That's <laughs> like uh, you drinking it. Right. No, I don't think so. Right. She chased him all over the yard <laughs> trying to get him to drink this. And I'm like, you know, if he's that resilient and, and not, uh, I mm-hmm. think he's probably okay. Yeah. Well, I found out later, it like if they have a whole bar of the, like the, the baking chocolate, the mm-hmm. really dark stuff, mm-hmm. then they can be in mm-hmm. bad shape. But like okay. milk chocolate... Well, Ryan, no, no problem. I'm, I'm going to give you some bad news right now about, so Pickles ate chocolate and survived. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who they had, I don't even know, his name was Corky. He ate like half a container of chocolate frosting when we were eight mm-hmm. and he just passed away last year and I'm 26. Yeah. Wow. So- he fell down a, he was blind and deaf at one point, fell down a, uh, window well uh-huh. came out of the window well better than when he fell down it really yeah it like oh, knocked man. something yeah. back into place and he was so, so chocolate younger. chocolate is the fountain of youth yeah it's kind Apparently, of like a dogs. spongebob thing like, what are they selling <laughs> chocolate <laughs> so how is nelly now well she's fine but it, one of the things i i think i was more kind of stupefied than anything that she ate. it wasn't a, a whole corn on the cob it was mm-hmm. half a corn on the cob that was already eaten and the Swallowed it like a Tylenol. <laughs> so we train her and, and horse pill. the things that I train her with are little pieces of string cheese <laughs> yeah. that I cut up or, or um, Cheerios. Well, she chews those as if they're like <laughs> a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> but this corn on the cob, she just opens a jaw and yeah. drops her in. And the funny thing is, so I'm talking to the, the people at the, at the doggy ER. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they had the audacity to ask me, so she ate a corn on the cob? I said, yeah. I said, can you identify it? <laughs> I was like, um, <clears throat> half a corn on the cob already eaten. And they started chuckling. Yep, she got it all up. <laughs> like, what else what, is in there? What yeah, else did you, you find? Identify? <laughs> what? Yeah, you should like have an had eye spy game. Yeah, <laughs> you should have had him. Inside, so I'm out in the parking lot, and they're oh. talking to me on the phone on this. Yeah, yeah oh, you still can't oh. go in over there. No, you should have. Yeah, you should have asked. Maybe there is like a whole sample bag. <laughs> so well, it just she <laughs> had this and yep. this. And I, I, you know, t- I, I took it. I was like, week. like, did we get it all? Like they were asking me, did we get it all? Mm. But without actually asking me that, it was oh, more. Okay. Like, can you identify the corn cob that your dog ate? That is funny. Our dog will eat earplugs. Oh yeah, ours no, will too. No problem. That's dangerous. Yeah, they. Yeah. Well, and you you know, like, if you didn't know before, when it's time to go clean up the backyard, then you you know. Oh, oh that's where they you went. Found, you found an earplug. <laughs> yep. He ate crayons one time. <laughs> oh, that must have been beautiful. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Can we get pickles on for like a guest spot one week? Oh man, that would be fun. That would be. <laughs> we can have a uh, uh, Pastor Mark Soljaman to do the voice of pickles. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the innermost thoughts. Innermost thoughts. Pickles janky. Yep. 
I had a greyhound one time. <laughs> it was good. You're my best friend. I love you. Squirrel. Yep. That's Nelly, without a doubt. <laughs> You're my best friend. Squirrel. I love you. <gasps> There's another person. <laughs> Never and seen another person it's before. It's the same thing on repeat. They go yeah. up to the new person and, yep. I love you. You're my best friend. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Hey, did you did you see the the news that broke? I'm changing subjects here now. Sure. Archaeology breakthrough after researchers discovered source of King Solomon's wealth. Did you read that? That came no, out about I, a couple of weeks ago. I did not. Yeah, they it was copper evidently. We're big we're, copper miners. Yep, there. where he gained all his riches. Really? Yep. This is from uh, Express. Home of the Daily and Sunday Express. Where is this from? Mm. Sorry, I just want to push this button. Well, I, at first I was, when he was saying this, I was waiting for the joke. Like, no, no, I'm like, no, okay, no, okay, no. okay the, what's the punchline? No, this is true. <laughs> oh. the, the region that encompasses Israel, Jordan, Palestine, and Egypt is rich in ancient history. Much of Israel's deserts have offered archaeologists scores of artifacts from hundreds as well as thousands of years ago. Perhaps the most famous discovery came when shepherds happened upon a series of manuscripts in jars in, is it Qumran? Qumran. Qumran? Mm -hmm. In the mid-20th century, that was the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, further, let's see, archaeologists began excavating the ancient site in 1964, the Timna Valley. Wow, yep. Uh, since then, researchers have discovered a network of mines believed to have been worked by slaves under King Solomon, explored during the Smithsonian Channel's Secrets King Solomon's Mines. There you go. Yeah, the, documentary, the documentary's narrator noted that archaeologists might have discovered the source of the, his legendary wealth. Professor Erez Ben Yosef from Tel Aviv University has determined that production at the site was booming at the time of Solomon's rule 3,000 years ago. The mines, however, are filled not with gold or silver, but copper. Hmm. Evidence is scattered all across the site for mass copper production. Crazy. Who would have thought? Amazing. Copper. Yeah. So the people around here taking all the all the cords off of TVs. They're in the on wrong cleanup. place. Yeah. It's scarce. No one's doing that in, in uh, Israel. Yeah. There's copper under every rock. <laughs> While copper is today is today a common commodity, in ancient times it was one of the most sought after metals on earth. Hmm. So this is the most important economic resource, it says. And people say pennies are useless. Yeah. Right? Pennies so. used to go a lot further back in the day than they do today, I think, though. <laughs> it says, uh, uh, the, much like oil, at that time you couldn't do without copper. Why? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see if it says. For the first time, people were extracting metals from rock and turning them into tools and weapons. Oh, tools and weapons. Oh. Yeah, but a copper mm. weapon would be incredibly brittle. Uh, Dr. Najjar described the moment as a quantum leap as humans started to produce their own materials. He has studied ancient copper processes and showed the documentary how Solomon's men would have worked the natural copper found in caves. Oh, yeah, it's got pictures here of him uh, working this at 2,000 degrees, this copper ore. 
Am I, is it bronze that's really brittle? I'm like, what? I thought copper, there wasn't much to it. Or do they mix it with something else to make a stronger hmm. metal, I guess? I'll Google it. Yeah, you Google that because that's really as far as this article went. I don't, but, I don't have a big background in, in biblical metallurgy, so I'm not uh, <laughs> exactly sure. All right. Copper isn't a brittle metal, and it seemed unusual for a wire to break unless someone had subjugated it something something hmm. according to google it's not it's not brittle mm-hmm. interesting huh. so that was uh something in the news from from uh the, uh of of interest i thought yeah so we'll have to we'll have to check that out what was so, copper used for in <laughs> ancient times there look it come up yeah. comes up number two so King Solomon was the copper king. Yeah. Used it to make agricultural tools such as hoes and sickles, as well as cookware dishes and artisans tools such as saws, chisels, and knives. Okay. So you needed it. Yeah. Got to have sound, it. sound like it was a pretty important thing for mm-hmm. daily life. Yeah. More so, so. Than, than weapons and whatnot. Yeah. So that's where, that's where the riches came from. I would not have thought that. Me neither. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So there's that. I think I've told you this before, but do you know how to pronounce Solomon in Hebrew? No. I always thought it was so funny. Did you ever play, I don't know where this came from, but did you guys ever play, um, well, I'm sure you played games as kids, but like like on the playground, like like a, uh, a uh, foot race? Did you ever race anybody? Mm-hmm. And if someone didn't keep up, did you, you call them like slow poke or something? I can remember calling you slow-mo. Slow mo. That sound right to you? Have you ever heard that before? Well, just like slow, slow motion. motion. Yeah. Yeah, like slow motion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Solomon in Hebrew pronounced properly is Shlomo. Really? Yeah. And I always thought that was so funny because he's the wisest dude at all uh, of all time, but he's Shlomo. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Little useless mm-hmm. knowledge for you. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, now you do. And now you'll mm-hmm. you're ready for trivia. Quickly forget it. <clears throat> <laughs> Ah, you never know. Could come in handy at yep. some point. So, um, Solomon, tell us about Solomon. Well, and so I thought it was interesting that, okay, well, Solomon is is one of the sons of King David. And in um, in the history of Israel, you have, you have 1 and 2 Samuel, 1 and 2 Kings, 1 and 2 Chronicles. And 2 Samuel and 1 Kings really cover the um, time from the transition of David's reign, which was from uh, 1000 BC to 972 BC, it was 28 years, um, to the reign of King Solomon, who reigned for 50 years. And mm-hmm. so he, he had the, the largest area of kingdom and a united kingdom of northern Israel um, and Judah. Judah has three tribes in it. There's 12 tribes of Israel, right? The three tribes in Judah are um, Judah, of course, Benjamin, because of a previous civil war where Benjamin was absorbed into the largest tribe of Judah, and the Levites, because the Levites are scattered everywhere. And then the northern tribes is all the rest of them. And there was only two kings, um, well, maybe three kings, in which there was a united kingdom. You had King Saul, you had King David, and then you had King Saul. After King Saul's reign, his kingdom split. Now, before Saul, uh, before before Solomon becomes king, there's all kinds of um, 
palace intrigue that you can read about, about David's other sons, one of them trying to overthrow David, and David's mother Bathsheba working to get Solomon chosen as the heir when he's little. Um, ultimately, Solomon ends up being the heir of David, and he's the son of Bathsheba. And we read about Bathsheba from Bathsheba is the wife of Uriah the Hittite, who David sees and uh, brings her into the the royal bedroom, has a has a one night stand, and she becomes pregnant. And then you have this whole thing about David um, working to get Uriah, Bathsheba's legitimate husband, to either sleep with his wife and therefore cover up his mistake. He calls him back from the front lines of a war that's going on. And when Uriah shows himself to be faithful, he refuses to go home. He sleeps in the king's palace. And when the king, I think after two nights, gets him drunk, tries to send him home, he wakes up the next day and he finds that Uriah is still sleeping in the palace Mm -hmm. and refuses to go be with his wife because his fellow uh, brothers in arms are fighting. And so why should he have any comforts of home while that's going on? So what does David do? He's cold-blooded. Yeah, sends him to the front lines. Not only sends him to the front lines, but writes new marching orders and hands them to Uriah to give them to his general. And so Uriah travels back to the, the front lines of the fighting, which I think was in Moab. I could be wrong about that. Which isn't, isn't super close, but it's like several you know, miles journey on foot mm-hmm. with this, you know, it, wouldn't you be tempted just to take a peek and be like, I wonder what the Where are we going? Oh, what's the plan? <laughs> nope. Gives it to his commander. <laughs> I just picture the look on the commander's face when he looked at it like, what did you do? <laughs> okay. Puts your eye to the front of the lines. David's order is put your eye at the front, rush the wall of the city, and as soon as there's any resistance, have everyone fall back, but don't tell Uriah, basically. <laughs> and so what happens is Uriah dies in battle. Now, David thinks that um, he's gotten away with it, and he takes uh, Bathsheba to be his, his wife. He had several wives, several concubines. Thus was the aims of the king. Um, this isn't a, a um, rule for everyone to say that polygamy is the way to go. If you read carefully and can see the stitches in the fastball when reading the Old Testament, uh, uh, polygamy never works out well for anyone ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Everybody who tries polygamy in the Old Testament ends up miserable. Mm-hmm. And David is no exception. Um, so he takes Bathsheba into the, his, one of his wives. And one day, uh, he's sitting on the throne doing what David does, being king. And Nathan the prophet comes to him and begins telling him the story. He says, um, my king, there is a, a man who was planning a feast for um, uh, guests from out of town. And he was very wealthy. He had all kinds of sheep, all kinds of herds. He was well-to-do in every way. But rather than taking from his own riches, he went to his neighbor's house and took the neighbor's one little lamb, the lamb that he loved like a child. And he had that lamb slaughtered and cooked and served to his guests. And David, in hearing the story, is just getting ticked. (laughs) Just the sense of injustice of it all. How dare? And he gets up and he and he screams, how dare this man do this? He'll pay back, I think it says either sevenfold or tenfold what he's taken for this injustice. And Nathan looks up from the ground and looks at him and with one bony finger pointing, looks at him and says, 
you are the man. Mm -hmm. And then he speaks up and says, thus says the Lord your God, why have you done this to me? Why have you sinned against me? Have I not been with you since the beginning? Did I not give you everything you could ever want? If you didn't have enough wives, wouldn't I give you more? If you didn't have enough money, wouldn't I give you more? David ends up repenting, and it's from this event that we um, point to Psalm 23 being written. Oh, no, not Psalm 23. It's Psalm, uh, oh, gosh. You, you alone have I sinned. I'm blanking. One of the Psalms is written in line with what has happened here. Um, you can go do your homework on that one. <laughs> you put can it, Google put it in the comments. <laughs> you can Google it. Uh, but it's, it's, um, it's, uh, this action of repentance on David's part and God chooses to be merciful to David, but the child who was to be born ended up dying and David knew the baby was going to die because God said, thus says the Lord, the child will die. Um, but later on, um, he and Bathsheba have another, another child named Solomon. Um, Solomon, when he became king, asked the Lord, the Lord gave a promise to Solomon that he said, I will give you whatever you ask of me. Um, if you ask of, of riches, I'll give you riches. If you ask for power, I'll give you power. And Solomon's response was, Lord, I just asked for the wisdom to be able to, uh, follow your heart or something, something along those lines and, and rule. And God's response is, because you've chosen well, I will give you all these other things as well. The downfall of Solomon, uh, and there are three books that are associated with Solomon, and you can look at them kind of like from different points of his life. Uh, the youngest book, I guess, from Solomon would be um, the Song of Songs, the most uh, risque book in yep. the Bible. We were talking about this in staff yesterday. We were, yeah. Like, boy, these must be good pickup lines 3,000 years ago, but today... <laughs> Your neck is like a tower. Just yeah. doesn't seem to do, do, doesn't yeah. seem to do it, right? Your hair is a flock of goats. Yeah, and... right. Your your lay your how's it go? Your thighs are like a gazelle's or something like that. <laughs> smooth, yeah. smooth operator. That's Solomon. Uh, and then later in life, he wrote a book that's attributed to him called the Proverbs. And the Proverbs really is is a bit of advice that's. Um, you know, you follow these rules and things will work out most of the time. It's, it's not a guarantee that, that everything will work out. But for the most part, in, in everyday life, everything will work out just fine if you follow the Proverbs. And there's enough Proverbs that people make a practice of reading a proverb chapter um, uh, a day. And you can read through the entire Proverbs every month. Then later in life, um, the book Ecclesiastes is associated with him where basically I've done everything under the sun. I've seen everything under the sun. I know everything under the sun, and it is all vanity. And it leaves with only this one conclusion that everything is vanity except um, trusting in the Lord and following him. That's the only thing of true inherent value in all creation. So... Solomon's downfall was the fact that, like like his dad, uh, he liked the ladies, mm -hmm. and uh, he had wives from everywhere. And with all of the wives, and in those times, I mean, it, it wasn't so much romantic uh, love as it was political um, alliances. But with those political alliances came political influence and cultural influence outside of Israel. And Solomon brought in the practice of idol worship. 
from all of the nations around him. And we see the downfall of that after the fact. Also, the downfall of Solomon, which ended up um, causing the fall of his son in the next generation and the, and the kingdom to split in two to the southern kingdom of Judah and the northern kingdom of Israel, was the fact that he was a hard man who taxed his people greatly. You heard about um, the slaves mm-hmm. that were working the copper mines, or that's assumed. Um, well, what kind of slaves are there, th- that? In Israel at that time, there were there were two kinds of categories of slaves. There was um, chattel slaves, which were th- those that were brought into slavery in perpetuity from either foreign lands or, to a lesser degree, um, spoils of war. Israel wasn't really known for that because um, the law laid out some very clear statements on the issue. For example, that that um, no runaway slave, no escaped slave can be sent back to their master as one. Another one is is to say that um, uh, anyone who steals a person and sells them will be put to death. I mean, it was a capital offense. The impo- entire purpose of Israel from a, a wide view looking at the Old Testament is that God delivered a bunch of slaves into freedom and chose them as a as his special people set apart <clears throat> and that their their land was to be a sanctuary against slavery and and all kinds of other evils and that's written in the law so you can see when in in the historical perspective when the law is not kept bad things happen mm-hmm. um, the other kind of slave which is allowed according to the law um, well, let me rephrase that. Chattel slavery was allowed as long as it was not uh, an Israelite. However, even for chattel slaves or, or, or slaves that are born into slavery or, or in slavery in perpetuity, every 50 years they were required to go free. And that was the year of Jubilee when liberty would be announced through the entire land. Um when that wasn't kept, you hear the prophets lamenting the kings for not keeping Jubilee and not keeping uh, the seven-year manumission, which was the other kind of slavery was called debt slavery, where you sold yourself to your neighbor basically like an indentured servant in order to pay off certain debts. And you could pay off your debt if it was like a small debt, but if it was if it was a big debt... Um, you could not work for someone else any longer than six years. At, at the end of six years, all, de- all slaves, all debt slaves of Israel, if you were Hebrew, were to go free. And along with that was, um, not only did they go free, but they were given, like, I guess a little bit of walking around money um, by their master because of the servants, the, the, because of the service that they got. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was really debt slavery. It's kind of like, you know, if you have a credit card, if you have a mortgage, if you have a student loan, you are by all categories of the ancient world a debt slave, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of antithetical to the way that we think today because slavery is such a rejection of the values of the United States. It's, mm-hmm. why, it's why, you know, after we have the land of liberty and Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and all that founding you know, 1791, the Constitution is established. 70 years later, we have a civil war to really make it true for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Because we still had slavery going on in the United States. And it was chattel slavery. It wasn't 
Yeah, well, we still have debt slavery going on in one way, shape, or form, but the way of paying that back is different than it was in the ancient world. In the ancient world, you had nothing. There was no credit. So um, you got credit. You The only thing you had to put up as collateral was yourself. Yeah. But in Israel, you went free every six years and every 50 years. And when you went free, um, you were given walking around money mm-hmm. uh, kind of to start a new life. The... The only thing that would stop the manumission, and that means to be set free or, or have your slavery removed, um, on year seven and year 50 was if the slave willingly chose to remain a servant of their master. And then what they would do is they would get, um, they would pierce their ear. And then it, it most commonly what happened is something would hang off of their ear that had the name of their master on it. Well. Wow. That's why they would pierce, pierce the ear. Because okay. then, then it's like, this, is, this person mm-hmm. is part of my household. This person belongs to me. Right. Um, you know, bo- bottom line is, is that slavery is not something that is lifted up as the norm as far as God's concerned. The entire biblical witness is about limiting the influence of slavery and ultimately eradicating it and emancipating slaves, mm. especially when you get into the new Testament, that's the language of the new Testament is there's no longer slave or free, mm-hmm. but all are equal in Christ's eyes. That's yep. the goal. That's the, the direction. Yeah. So does that help you get all kinds of info on Shlomo that you didn't know for anyone wondering, <laughs> that's how you pronounce it in Hebrew. Shlomo. I already Shlomo. said that one. Solomon. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and you uh, actually just preached on on uh, whether or not the Bible condones slavery on this past Sunday, which that's why it's fresh in my brain, and I uh, <laughs> which I would, didn't even have to open up my computer and look that, at my notes. That was great. <laughs> uh, which would have been if anybody wants to, if you missed it and just want to watch the uh, just the um, uh, message from that day, it was August thirtieth. Was uh, when when it was posted. Well, and I have heard that message. that anything that you watch on YouTube from mm-hmm. Atonement, you can watch at one and a half speed. Yeah, or two speeds, and yep. it just yep. you're over in in no time. You get yep. all the info you want. You can. Yep, that's true. You can find it all at Atonement at at uh, YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. Don't laugh at me. There you go. I'm just making See sure you. you're up to date on your uh, your lingo. I know your slang. I know. I don't even okay. have a script. Wow. I'm waiting for the day when I go to YouTube and I type in AT and it just pulls up first Atonement Fargo. That'll be the oh. first thing that, that jumps up. Yeah, like we're, I'm... Ho- we were close, uh, what, last Christmas? Were we really? Yeah, if you type Atonement F, Atonement Fargo, first thing that pops up. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, I get, yeah, I get there, but I just I just want that AT oh. and suddenly yeah. it says Atonement. Or the yeah. first time it says Atonement, it goes right to Atonement Have Fargo. Have you tried just like saying atonement fargo like over and over again into your phone so the cookies pick it up i have not i'm gonna try to <laughs> try do <that>. some <laughs> seo analytics yep. and get it to work i love it so i'm looking at at the the wikipedia on solomon which is got to be rock solid it says that he had <laughs> what let me get into wikipedia too anything you say i'll just change it real quick yep. <laughs> delete 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 that's not what i have 700 <laughs> wives and 300 wow. concubines Woo. That's a thousand. Man. Right? That's a, a th- small town. A thousand. Yeah, it is. Bigger that, than a small town. That's the size of the small town that I grew up in. Well, that's um, that's not counting children then. Yeah. 
Holy moly. You're talking like Jamestown, North Dakota. That's, do you remember that old commercial? That's a great googly moogly. I mean, that's so much. I have one. That's all I can handle. There's no way. Same here. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that poor guy. <laughs> oh, did, it, did it to himself. I, I know. Yeah. The, the downfall of a nation. All yeah. because of doing... Yep, he did it to himself. Mm-hmm. Like so in weddings, way too much. It, it it does say in here, where is it now? Uh-oh, I lost it. It talked about how much... Um, nice. Sorry. Nice. It said that Solomon collected tribute amounting to 666 talents of gold, which is a little over 18,000 kilograms how much dollars is that? That's Sarah? a pretty penny. Eighteen thousand kilograms of gold in uh, a single year. Eighteen thousand. How many talents was it? Six hundred and sixty. Six hundred and sixty-six talents in a single year. And, and how re- many years did he live? Well, he reigned for forty. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this and the psalm you were talking about earlier was Psalm fifty-one. Psalm fifty-one. Yep. One of my top fifty favorites. So fifty-eight thousand four hundred and one dollars, which today is worth over one billion dollars <laughs> times forty years. He's a, technically a billionaire. Yep. Wow. Got a lot of a lot of change yeah. there. Wow. That'd be a cool, just like. Billionaires of the Bible. <laughs> just has a good ring to it. I don't know if there's any content to put into it, but can you do a whole sermon series yeah. on that? Billionaires of the Bible. Bible. It reminds me of that. Remember that old TV show, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yep. Oh man, I got to work on my accent. I'm thinking you could do like walk into that part from. Uh, well, you'd have to clean it up, probably the New York song. Beyonce and uh, Jay-Z, I want to be a billionaire. See, she says that New York song, and the first thing I think of is Frank Sinatra, and she goes to Jay-Z and Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that song. Can you sing some? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the verse that I'm thinking of has a couple explicits. expletives in there. Well, don't sing that, then. I don't want to have us, you know flagged or anything fair enough fair enough well speaking of of billionaires and and rappers and such <laughs> what kanye west is worth a billion dollars he's changing his name to yay yeah. or is it ye yeah yeah i would guess yay it's yeah. like kanye work for p diddy or puffy or mm-hmm. yeah. Puff daddy or yep. sean combs or whatever he's the artist previously in. known as <laughs> yep kanye west billionaire not crazy. How many years? Because Kim's a Kim Kardashian is technically a billionaire, I think. Well, they're not together anymore. Are well, they? I want to know. I don't want to start years. any rumors on that podcast. Well, how many years after her like billionaire declaration did he? Just interesting stuff. I, that I don't know. I'll Google in my free time today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up sure, on my own time. I'm pretty That's sure fun. they had a prenuptial agreement. Yeah. Crazy. So, do we have time for anything else, Sarah? Well, sure. We're at forty minutes. How long do you want to keep these people listening? Well, I don't know. I got. Uh, do we have time to talk about Elijah yeah, S's? Uh, all right. Well, so Elijah S sent an email, uh, and if you'd like to send an email to ask a question, you can go to thatpodcast.net 
or you can go to atonement.live and find the podcast uh, little section there. And you can, you too, can submit a question or a comment to that podcast. Can I ask a quick question? You mean you too, the band? No, or no, 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 the edge. Like Bono? Oh. Bono can oh. Bono and the edge. put a question if he wants. I feel like Elijah S. has been putting it. I like all the questions he's been sending in, mm-hmm. but he's been sending them in on all the different uh, contact ways. Have you been paying him or? No, no. I feel like you really, should. It's just yeah. that handy and dandy. Wow. Yep. Actually, we have, I'll do a teaser. Ooh. We have one from Anonymous <gasps> that I told DJ about uh, a while back. I don't remember what it was. Oh, well, well, now it's a teaser for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. You you had to preach, so I didn't, I didn't send it to you before Sunday. Well, we talked about it on Saturday. I'm showing my age. Yeah. I totally forgot about it. Well, after the you were, sermon. You my were, brain was meant was melted come Monday. Yeah, you were busy then. Yeah. I'm All right. Hold off on that one so I can do some. Elijah study. S mm-hmm. writes, and it's really not a question, and he alludes to that here. It doesn't allude to it. He says it. <laughs> I, I read a book recently in which there was a fictional religion, and a component a component of this religion was the belief that songs of praise and things to such effect are worthless and the only valid form of worship is to serve others. I guess I don't really have any questions to go with this, but there are definitely questions you could pull off uh, such, a, such an idea. Yeah, I would add, um, you know, it raises an interesting question about what exactly is worship. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? What is worship? Well... I guess I, when, when I think of, of worship, we're going to have worship time. I think of songs immediately Mm -hmm. like singing and, you know, it, for me, it'd be kind of boring. Like if you just showed up on Sunday, Mm -hmm. all right, uh, somebody's going to talk to you for an hour and pray a little bit and then that'll be that. Yeah. And honestly, there are, um, Christian traditions that took music out of worship. Uh, or greatly limited it, like um, like the Calvinists. Uh, the only legitimate music was a certain type of rhythm with um, the Psalms or singing them a cappella with no instruments. And there are traditions to this day that hold this idea that musical instruments are anathema or naughty or bad mm. to have in worship. And it's not true worship if you have musical instruments. Or dancing like in Footloose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it, it gets to this heart, to the question of, of at the heart of it is, so what is worship? Um, I, I've been to weddings of a more charismatic nature where the, the preacher would say, we're going to have worship now. And my thinking was, well, weren't we having worship through the entire service? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thinking was, it's not worship yet until the music plays and, and, and the bride and the groom are raising their hands and praising Jesus for about five minutes mm-hmm. in the wedding service, according to how they themselves defined what worship was. And what was worship? It was singing praise to God. Mm-hmm. Well, worship in its most... Simple form is obedience to the word of God. It's it, whenever you are obedient to the word of God, you are worshiping God. But even more so, if you think about what worship is, we are designed to worship. 
Um, the creation is designed to worship primarily humans. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? Uh, does it mean that we're, we're designed to sing praises to God? No. It means that we're designed in such a way that every breath we take proclaims the name of God. Every time you breathe in, you make a yah sound. Every time you breathe out, you make a way sound. Yahweh, 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 or Yahweh. It's not Jehovah. It's mm-hmm. Yahweh, Yahweh. So if you think about it, even when you're not praising God, you're praising God mm-hmm. all the time. Obedience to the word of God is obeying God's commands and being faithful to, to them. Um, so what then is are the different things that we do in worship? Well, worship is when God's people gather where God promises to be. Mm-hmm. In this case, where Jesus promises to be. It's the assembly of believers. So, so worship has faith connected to it. It has a relational conversation going on with God and with other believers. And it has preaching that's coming to you and out of you. So when we come to worship, what matters is that the word of God is there and that Jesus is present where he promises to be. And we call these things sacraments, these mysterious events where Jesus chooses to show up in such a way that you can know that he has claimed you. And they seem rather ordinary to the outside world, but to the person of faith, they are extraordinary. They are supernatural. They are extra special and holy. Mm-hmm. Holy baptism and the Lord's Supper. Along with that is preaching. When preaching comes and it hits your ear and it creates faith in your heart, worship is happening. And what do we respond with when that worship happens? We respond with prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. When you sing, and this is how God likes to work, uh, God wants us to rely on him for everything, that God doesn't even need our songs. Mm -hmm. God doesn't need our praise. But when you sing and when you praise, you are witnessing and proclaiming the gospel. You're preaching to everyone else around you. And so when the people of God join together giving praise to God, it actually increases your own faith. Mm. Um, and so that's, and it's really a response. It's not a, hey, if I do this and God will be on my side, it's a response of what God does for you in Jesus. You respond with prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so what is worship? Worship is gathering with other believers. Um, in its simplest form, by yourself, worship is obeying God's command being in conversation with God. Prayer is worship. But in a in a corporate fashion, it's gathering with other believers in such a way that you can hear God's word and respond through prayer, through praise and thanksgiving. Um, it's not, it, all we bring to worship is a, is a repentant heart. And we get preached the good news as law and gospel, which actually does something to us when we hear it. The law convicts us so that the gospel can forgive us and make us new. So, is service the ultimate form of worship? No. It is a form of worship, but not in and of itself. It's more of a response. Uh, because God serves me, I want to serve my neighbor. It's, it's, it's kind of the response that comes after the, the corporate worship is done, is I'm going to go serve. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go love my neighbor, because that's where Jesus is going, so I'm going to go where he's, where he's going. Right. So, questions, comments? Yeah. Does that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it did make sense. Yeah. So it's not like God's up in heaven saying, "Hey, I dig that yeah. tune," yeah. except for that one guy who's off key. <laughs> yeah. It's not that at all. It's it's a spontaneous. Um, well, it's not completely spontaneous since it's it's planned in a corporate worship, but it's your voice singing is creating spontaneous faith. 
in you and in those around you through the word that is coming out of you. So, yeah. Okay. Well, how about that, Elijah S.? I guess he yeah. didn't have a question. So yeah. sing a song. Yes. For Jesus. Go ahead and sing and, and serve. Sing and serve. Sometimes at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could. More fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's good times. What else is going on? It's fall. Full fall now. <sighs> September 1, as we're recording, that's... Football day. Bison football day. Oh, yeah. Coming up. It's coming up. Uh, in the fall, where it belongs, not in the spring stuff. That's true. I didn't go to a single game in the spring. Well, and I wonder if the FCS championship in the spring gets like an asterisk next to it. Like it. Well, it should. It's just not good enough. Yeah, it should. <laughs> um, That's baseball season, not football season. Come on, people. Speaking of fall, and I don't think he'd have any problem with me naming him specifically because he's sent things in here before. But did you see what Derek W. put on the social media he's, today? He's been blasphemous yeah, towards pumpkin spice recently. And. Oh, no, and, he didn't. And. And the candy corn. Yeah, he sent me something. But he's, he's not wrong. He's mm. not wrong. What he sent was the proper way to eat candy corn which is three yep. steps, mm-hmm. and it's open the bag, yep. pour it in the trash, yep. and eat a Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> I'm responding to this right now because he sent this to me, and I forgot to respond to it, so I'm doing it now. So why not have both candy corn and Reese's peanut butter cups? <laughs> Although I got to say, you know, Reese's pe- Re- the Reese's company, is, which is Hershey's, is uh-huh. going on a tear turning everything into Reese's. So... I'm not surprised that they don't have Reese's candy corn coming out at Halloween. Oh, they have Reese's pumpkins. Man. Um, that would not be good. I saw a very deep, I spent three minutes watching this video and you ever watch videos and you're like three minutes of my life. I'm never getting back. That's good to know. <laughs> very deep three minutes. <laughs> it was this guy. And I started watching it cause he's like, there's a breakdown a of the correct, like which Reese's uh, holiday shape is the best. I was like, all right, let's, let's hear what it is. And then it got to the point where I was like, this is so stupid. This is dumb. <laughs> but I'm too deep in. I got to finish it now. Too deep. You, d- you discovered that three minutes in that it was too I fi- stupid? I discovered that like a minute in. Like, well, I got to so finish she- now. I got to know what number one God- is. And then she's like, oh. God bless you. God love you, sir. You realize you're talking to two Gen Xers. We will sit through anything if we're just like, prove it to me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Prove it. I-, yeah. I don't care how stupid it is. Just prove it. 15, 20, 25 minutes, 45 minutes. I've sat through an hour and 15 minutes on a video once. Oh, man. I'm a documentary junkie. I I love them. I like documentaries, but I also am the, like, TLDR, like, too long, didn't read. I'll read the first, like, nothing out of it, bye. Like, I think think you are the the perfect example of of the next generation, which is, like, look, if you can't explain it in three minutes, you're Mm -hmm. not not worth my time. Yeah. In a TikTok. In a TikTok. TikToks can be three minutes now, though. (laughs) Can they? Yeah. Well, those are the deep ones. Yep. Did you see that? I think it is it YouTube or Facebook. They have like YouTube shorts. Like, are they trying to yeah. compete with TikTok? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure they, they've got it everywhere. Um, now. I think Facebook well, has it. The best is I have my friend Jill who refuses to download TikTok. She won't do it. I like Jill. Yeah. But she'll watch TikToks on Instagram. Like she'll go to oh, Instagram really? videos well, and different. she watches TikToks. That's different. No, it's t- there's the logo on there. It's the Can same. Can the Chinese government uh, track you from? Probably. You, Instagram? Yeah. Okay. The gram. Well, it's a part of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if China's not, Zuckerberg is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, before our overlords yep. get too too mad before at they us, take us off, the I internet. for one am looking forward to the official rule of our our Amazon overlords. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> they, Jeffrey Bezos, they always deliver on time. Oh man, it, uh, I thought something just happened with that. Might have been on the Babylon Bee, though. Never mind. Oh. Uh, can I put you onto a quick Amazon hack? Yeah. You don't need to pay for Prime. Really? What? Because realistically, you're buying stuff on Amazon that's over $25, and over $25, they give you Prime two-day shipping. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I knew that. I, I thought you meant like like uh, oh, no. watching videos and things. Oh, their videos aren't, they aren't that good. <gasps> I'll say that. <sighs> There's some Ooh. good ones on there. I think. I don't know. I haven't been on there in a while. The, it's exa- <laughs> the only good movie, and I'll say this before Ryan uh, closes that here, is the only good movie that's available on Prime and nowhere else is Clue. But they take it off every other month. Clue is a classic movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And very well done, I must yeah. say, for, for the age in which mm-hmm. it was it was made. I prefer Knives Out. That is a good Knives one Out is a good movie, too. <laughs> so good. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to find a, a good, Your uh, script. No, um, trying to find a good Babylon B one, but, uh, these are, these are all pretty tough. So maybe we should just wrap it up. Yep. All right. Well, who's praying us out of here today? I can. Okay. Gracious God, we thank you for puppies and dogs and the fall and, pumpkin spice, and good friends able to joke with each other and rib each other and give each other a bad time. And we pray your blessing upon all who are hearing this today, that the gospel would would break in and comfort and strengthen them with the good news of Jesus Christ, that they would find worship in everyday life and find worship with other believers um, and find a place where they can hear your word and be made anew. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, if you are looking for a place to watch uh, a church service to connect with uh, an online community, you can join us online at atonement.live or atonementfargo.org, or you can go to YouTube and search Atonement Fargo. The services are at 9 a.m. That's a tr- tradition service, or 10.30 a.m. is a modern service. Uh, oh, also- and we have something coming up real soon. We do. It's yeah. fall. It, it, it's football season. It's pumpkin spice season. That means it's also rally Sundays right around rally the Rally Sunday. It's going to be good times. If you're in the Fargo area, of course, you can join us on site at 4601 South University Drive. Well, and if you're looking for a church home, and uh, regardless of your age, we have Sunday school. We have confirmation for sixth to ninth grade. We have Elevate uh, senior high from ninth to 12th grade. We have adult Bible studies. We have life groups. We have a place for you to not have to walk alone in this world and a place where you can find a family of faith. We have Alpha coming up, and mm-hmm. we'd love to have you be a part of that, and all this gets kicked off on September 12th. Yes, and you can find out more at atonement.live. So, for Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura, my name is Ryan Janke. You can join us next time for another riveting episode of that podcast. Wow, you didn't even mute me that time. Not yet.